0: Hello and welcome all you Assuminati listeners. This week we are hopping into our DeLoreans, heading back in time to pull an episode out of the Assuminati vault. Thanks to one of us deciding to get really, really old this week, we'll let you guess who that is. We are revisiting one of our favorite episodes from September 2021 on the mysterious Denver International Airport here in the United States. This happens to be one of our episodes that is also available on YouTube, with video and pictures illustrating some of the features we discuss about the airport. So give this one a listen and a view. So now without further delay, here is our episode on the mysteries and conspiracies of the Denver International Airport. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Assuminati Podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome. Woo. All right, all right, all right. Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Sing with me, boys. Rocky Mountain High. Rocky Rocky Mountain High. Here we go. This time... In the Assuminati podcast, where we tackle everyday topics with the assumption that something is going on in the background, something's going on behind the scenes. This time, we're traveling to the great state of Colorado. So we've we've hit on a lot of music or pop culture related topics. Again, we're tackling everyday topics, assuming there's something happening behind the scenes. This time, we're tackling Colorado, specifically Denver. We've talked about some controversy and some conspiracy related topics, but what, what do we really mean by conspiracy? Let, let's talk about that first.
1: Yeah, well, Merriam Webster defines it as a theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as the result of a secret plot, usually by a powerful conspirators.
0: Okay. What we're going to tackle specifically here is the Denver International Airport. That's
1: oh, a beautiful place.
0: Beautiful a- place. Hey, a- 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 baby. 70 to 80 million people go through this airport every year. I think it's the nation's biggest or largest airport. It is by land area. It covers 53 square miles or 34,000 acres. Uh, So it's the fifth busiest airport in the country. The four airports ahead of it, you could fit all of those within the area that is the Denver airport.
1: And that's those combined.
0: That is those combined as far as area. Yes.
1: That's, that's amazing area
0: they so think about that's amazing this is I think in thirty four thousand acres is the area that is the denver airport so that's a huge huge airport uh now you mentioned it's a beautiful place robert have you been
1: um it was like in 2001 and okay. i took a visit there to
0: that beautiful city i've been several times myself matt
2: yeah. So never really officially. Okay. That's not true. I've been in the airport between flights and stuff, but yeah. that doesn't for yeah. me, that doesn't really, I you've know. been there and then I drove. Okay. but And then I've driven by it. Um, Preston and I drove by there just to kind of see it when we, when we uh, did our road
0: trip, but we it's, didn't,
2: we didn't end up going in or looking at the, you know, the some of the artwork and stuff that we're going like about a-
0: later. Sounds like all three of us have been in there. We've seen it from the outside, seen it from the inside. Right. It's a beautiful place. Like you mentioned, it's, it's covered in these huge white fiberglass tents that are as thin as a credit card, by the way, as far as the material, they keep an entire crew busy all year around cleaning that thing and keeping that up to date and, and, and maintaining it. So they have an entire maintenance crew. They, uh, they climb on it just like a trampoline. You should see some videos, look it up on YouTube of the maintenance that happens on these beautiful white tents, 33 or 34 peaks is what they have to mimic I imagine 33, pretty dirty, 33. We'll talk about the number 33 and <sighs> 33 or 34.
2: I think they added, important.
0: they added one more just to try and cover it up, but it fits okay. in, it fits in with the mountains that are in the background and it really is stunning. For those who have seen this in person, it's a, it's a really great looking building. It really does fit in to the, the landscape. It's quite, I believe it's about 20 miles away from Denver. So they moved it away from the full functioning airport that they had, the perfectly good airport that they had back in the early 90s. And then they decided to build this thing. Okay. So that's just some of the fun facts. Uh, the budget behind this thing, I don't want to get too far into this, but it was estimated that the original budget was right around $1.7 to $2 billion.
1: Chump change.
0: What did they end up spending? <laughs> Based <laughs> Ten on the reports. trillion. Dollars. Okay, easy. $10 trillion. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was closer to five. So they went 2 to $3 billion over budget on this thing. 16 16 17 months behind their target timeline as well so it was way past due way over budget which feeds into what we're going to talk about today some of the conspiracies some of the things happening behind the scenes at the denver international airport this was a this was a really fun topic to 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 look into to research and we're going to share some of that with you today Uh, we're going to start with Uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby, what yeah. topic did you have for us related to the Denver International Airport?
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm extra particular about um, Mustang horses. So as you drive into the Denver Airport, you will see quite a large horse. Um, it's 32 feet tall. Wow. So in the early 1990s, the city of Denver, they commissioned um, this artist. Um, by the name of Luis Jimenez. Um, to,
2: Would it to be Jimenez?
1: Jimenez, <laughs> I don't know.
2: Jimenez, I, I kind of like Jimenez. Are you going to go Jimenez?
1: You know, I, I, <laughs> I mean, American I don't know. I, okay, but
2: um, if you're from Grantsville, Jimenez, <laughs> or if you're in Grants,
1: Jimenez um, was commissioned to create this artwork. Now. Um, There's a lot that goes into this, but the statue that he put together, it's a Mustang, and it's for the, you know, the history and the surrounding part of Denver, Colorado, there's a lot of um, Mustang horses. Anyway, so there's a lot to do with this statue. If you've ever seen it, it's a very vivid blue, and it's got glowing red eyes that just pierce into the night sky. And it's also anatomically correct for, for those that would like to go and check it out. Um, but there's a massive, massive horse. And so where the conspiracy theory comes in is, you know, mainly the artist was killed. There was a murder by this horse during its creation. And so the residents uh, around the airport in the city of Denver, Um, They've nicknamed this statue of many things, one of those um, being Lucifer, which I think is a fantastic name, but if you've seen the statue, it really looks like it. Um, But going back to the 90s, he was commissioned to put this together. Um, The statue didn't actually show up until 2008, that's when it was officially finished, Um, yet the creator died in 2006 and what went into that is he was you know getting close to finishing it and one of the the pieces of the the mustang horse um fell hit him pinned him between another piece of metal severed his leg he bled out he died that couldn't kill lucifer um, the city still wanted the statue even though it was extremely beyond the timeline of one they wanted it delivered. Um, and there was lawsuits. They were suing the family. They were suing um, this artist to deliver on it. Um, original budget was somewhere around 300000 um The lawsuits really didn't turn into anything, but eventually the family was able to finish the statue and deliver. Um, the city of Denver ended up paying somewhere around $650,000 for this Ooh,
0: statue. It's a pricey Mustang. So that's a really expensive horse.
1: The other thing about this statue is it's been said that it's one of the four horses of the apocalypse and so it will lead in you know the apocalypse Um, so pretty cool some of the other nicknames are Satan Steed, the Denver Doom Horse, um, the Blue Stallion of Death, Diablo. (laughs) <laughs> the untamed mustang of the apocalypse apocalypse and then of course lucifer wow. so that's the statue um you'll never forget it if you see it in the night sky so you know it's worth just going to the denver airport just to see the statue
0: wow i'm sure some people do what a what a story what a what controversy and, and conspiracy around that and and for it to have killed its own sculptor, I can't. You can't make that up.
1: Yeah, that's, it's completely true. <laughs> that's no lies. So bad luck. Wow. Yeah, I mean, could you even say that this is a conspiracy? Because what's there to hide?
0: It's I mean, just right the there truth in the is open. Out there. Well, you mentioned the the part that creeps people out is the the apocalyptic theme that is also associated with that horse. That's because that, that's a theme that's repeated throughout the Denver airport and the many conspiracies surrounding it is apocalyptic mm-hmm. measures and apocalyptic, uh, ramifications. Wow. That that specific horse
2: too, I think is a uh, symbolic of warnings of death and destruction. And so it's kind of funny that well, not funny, but anyway, sad that the creator of the horse died in such a tragic way from the actual
0: horse. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it again, ties into these other conspiracies that we'll talk about some of these other these these themes with the denver (laughs) international airport that that we'll talk about
1: i will point out the family of the artist um really does not like the statue we calling lucifer oh i'm sure um they really feel like it's the legacy of um the artist and so these negative connotations they really don't like so um they still the family owns all the rights to the statue so Rarely will you see like any, you know, stickers or whatever with the image of this on there that are, they've actually given rights to print. Um, so you'll generally just see a picture of it because she will not allow people to use this likeness. Um,
0: uh, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? That's just the outside entrance to the airport. <laughs> we haven't mm-hmm. even talked about the airport itself.
1: Oh boy, what do we have in store?
0: So that was part of the art budget uh, with this airport, this crazy airport that went way over budget. That was just a piece of it. Uh, another part. Let, let's bleed into some of the artwork inside of that airport.
1: Let's do it.
0: Mainly, there are two main murals that are in the baggage claim area. For those of you who have been through that airport, maybe that that caught your eye. By artist that uh, again, another local artist. Uh, this. Uh, artist goes by the name of Leo Tanguma Jimenez Sounds right yeah Jimenez is this Jimenez, Jimenez. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm <laughs> saying that correctly or not uh, this was right as the airport was being built 1995 he so he he, uh, he painted these murals one of them was called and I'll, I'll throw some pictures some screenshots up here children of the world dream of peace And then there is another one called, the first mural is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. Now, In Peace, Harmony with Nature. Take a look at this, people. Uh, Take a look at this, this, this photo that I'm pulling up here. It's said to symbolize environmental destruction versus environmental healing. You can see it. You can see the theme that the artist was going for here. Again, it's located in the baggage claim. The second mural, Children of the World Dream of Peace, depicts a war versus peace theme. The second mural to me, I don't know if you guys are looking at this or not, mm-hmm. is, is the creepy one. This is the, <laughs> they, they've got different children of different nationalities in coffins at the bottom of this thing. Uh, there's depiction of destruction, overlords, dictatorships, uh, Nazi symbolism. There's a, there's a letter in the bottom right-hand corner of this mural and it's a, children, it's a child from Auschwitz, which was a concentration camp during World War II. So there's, there's themes built into these murals. Uh, through the context of the artist's story, it makes sense. But when you look at these in the context of the Denver airport and the theme of apocalyptic mayhem, these murals seem really, really creepy. Um, have you guys had a chance to look at these things, these, these pieces of art?
1: Yeah, they're kind of creepy. Um, I don't think I would want to get a print of it and hang in my house.
2: Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I I don't think uh, that's something that is very uplifting and really has anything to do with traveling the world.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And again, this made it through an art commission. Uh, These these were approved. That artist was approved to do this. Uh, One of the in the first section of the mural, uh, there's a bird, a Quetzal bird, Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L bird, which sometimes is used as an allegory or representation of extinction, which again is a theme that we see with the Denver International Airport, an apocalyptic event, an extinction event. And now we see it built into this mural. Yikes. Oh, by the way, the mural right now, the murals have been taken down for uh renovations so you you currently right now renovations see, exactly exactly you currently cannot see the murals as of right now so here we are in september of 2021
1: right. this has been like 20 years what are they renovating
0: what so they're renovating the airport itself the area of the baggage claim where these murals are however it, it sparked a lot of controversy especially these last few years with all of the events that we've gone through as a country and as a world and a mural that depicts an extinction-type event really that caused a what would you call it a reemergence of of outrage at these murals, and all of a sudden they've been taken down for renovation purposes. Oh man, we'll mm. see. We'll see if they ever come back. Um, another thing that you see here, uh, there's arrows. I guess you could say pointing towards a new world order. What do you guys know about the new world order? Just saying it creeps me out. I think they're watching or hearing or listening to us here.
1: For those listening, I think it sounds fantastic.
0: <laughs> We're game. We're all for it. Just loop us in. Or are we? I don't know. I don't know what side of the fence to be. On. <laughs> what's what's the appropriate side of the fence when it comes to this? Um, new world order. I mean, there's themes throughout the airport that point to that as well. This this government, this world, one world government that happens after a major event such as uh, an apocalyptic or extinction type event. Maybe it was uh, conspired and, and created by this organization. Who is this okay. New World Order? So the uh, New World Order
2: NWO is a wrestling team. No, i just kidding. Oh. <laughs> well, they are, but yeah. No, not the, not the one I will talking about. The New World Order is a conspiracy theory which hypothesizes a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. The common theme is in conspiracy theories about a new world order is that a secret of power elite with a globalist agenda is conspiring to eventually rule the world through an authoritarian one world government, which will replace sovereign
0: nation states. Wow. And when you see some of the symbolism built into these murals, the artwork throughout the Denver airport, a stone or a a dedication stone that we'll talk about as well. All of them point towards this new world order that Matt just mentioned the the definition of the stone, the dedication stone points to not only a Masonic symbol, which is often uh, an organization that is tied to the Illuminati, but it also mentions what, what is it, Matt? The new world, new world airport commission, airport commission that doesn't exist. What, What did you find on that? Yeah, so a couple of
2: things. Um, The stone is uh, called the Dedication Capstone, and it's the Denver International Airport Dedication Capstone. Okay, and uh, it's sponsored by a group called the New World Airport Commission. And then it lists a few contributors by name. Um, But basically, in the research that I did uh, for this show, there is no New World Airport Commission. At least there's no what? government agency uh referred to as the New World Airport Commission. So no like such a- commission exists. Uh the signage on the actual stone is uh some some you know Masonic uh, uh sign, you know, it's the compass and yep. and uh yeah. And you know, a lot of people associate Um, Masonic lodges or orders with ruling elite, you know, Um, and ruling elite, obviously, is the new world order. So it just kind of ties into the the rest of the theme of the airport, that there is a ruling elite, there will be some sort of a catastrophic event, whether it's a global pandemic that kills a lot of people, or something like that. So anyway, That's a that ties into the Denver International Airport conspiracy that the art and the capstone and the horse are all kind of ushering in this last part of world history to kind of bring in a new world order, a new world government um, by the
0: enlightened ones. And that's what we've talked about so far is the artwork the things that point to the new world order the the capstone the dedication capstone that has a masonic symbol as well as the new world airport commission was that what it was new world airport commission that doesn't exist um there is a time capsule that'll be opened up in the year 2094 um right So there's all these, the Masons, uh, the local Masonic Lodge put the capstone in place, um, did a lot of the work for that that time capsule as well. So that's why they put their symbol on it was the explanation. But it just, uh, an organization that is often tied to the elite, it's tough not to make the connection. We haven't even talked about the conspiracy behind the airport itself. So yes, there's all these things depicting an extinction event, an end of the world apocalyptic event four horsemen versus the, the stuff that's in the mural what is the airport what what do people think the airport is what is well, it
1: I've get? heard it's the illuminati headquarters What will
0: that function as so we've heard the illuminati headquarters space and the tunnels
1: did, underground
0: man did they get it right remember this airport is 34,000 acres large and many people have pointed to the fact that there are many underground tunnels many of which these people have not seen where are these tunnels going? What are these tunnels' functions? Yeah, so if you
2: if you um, ask airport representatives to answer that question, it's a simple answer of those tunnels were originally created for a baggage, you know, for baggage to run underground, baggage claim, and and do all of that.
0: A two uh, people a, inside the air. A airport. two a two hundred million dollar baggage conveyor belt system built within right. these tunnels that you can still see today it's defunct it immediately that broke, they don't use that they don't that they use. don't use now so, so they blew 200 million on this thing that they never right. used it used to it would chew up and spit out bags as they said when they tried using it the skeleton is still there the tunnels are still there and they use them to move bags with dollies and tractors and But there's, again, when you go $3 billion over budget, what else did you build? And so many people, including workers, claim that there are four to five stories below even those tunnels. And they've built this as a bunker for the elite during this extinction event. And that the New World Order not only has their headquarters here with the Illuminati, but that that is where they will survive this apocalyptic event and emerge as this new government. Right there in the international airport of Denver. Yeah,
1: wonder why they chose Denver of all places. Okay, so I I was hoping
0: you would ask that question,
2: Robert. The uh, one of the documentaries that I watched was a geologist that was interviewing representatives from the airport and trying to answer that question: What was so attractive about Denver? What would be so attractive about Denver for headquarters for some something like that? And so to answer that question, they actually did studies on uh, the geology around the Denver International Airport and what they discovered is it would be a perfect area to dig as deep as they needed to. Um, to be safe from any apop- apocalyptic event like mm. a nuclear uh, holocaust or something like that. And so it lends itself because it's so high up to, you know, the mile high city and all of that, you can dig pretty deep in this. And the soil, I guess, lends itself to that ability. And that's why they feel like they could go, you know, six stories below ground.
0: Yeah, without problem. And I mean, Colorado. Oh yeah, we should call them up. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to show us these underground bunkers and, and Colorado is home to a, I'm not going to say a majority, but a significant portion of our nuclear arsenal in this country. I mean, as far as underground bunkers, that, that state is known for underground bunkers uh, related to military type <laughs> installments. So this this wouldn't be completely out of the norm. And that, that makes sense that that geologist would, would back that up. So some of these right. tunnels, they, they claim go for miles and miles and miles, even as far down as Colorado Springs, where many of the Air Force type installments are for our country. That's no, no secret. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think of that theory, though, that this is an underground bunker? They even think that they built a FEMA concentration camp for future use in this area as well. So they've not only right. built a bunker for the elite to survive, they've built a bunker to house potential workers, slaves, um punishment type camps. Sounds underground. Fun. Underground. Yeah. So, Man, there's a, put
1: in some skylights.
0: But when you go three billion over budget and when you use something the size of the Denver airport, there there's gonna be some speculation. Uh, how about the construction crews that they used for this airport? One of the reasons they claim that they went so far over budget and so far past the timeline is they fired dozens of, of, of crews throughout the building of this airport, the conspiracy behind that is they didn't want any of these crews to know the full scope of the project. So they would, they would hire or commission a certain crew to do a certain amount of the work and then fire the crew, bring in another crew let them do a certain amount of the work fire that crew. And it it was on repeat for years. If you wanted to cover up the true intentions of your project, that would be one way to do it. For sure. Never let one of those companies get too far with the work. Some people believe that
2: this ruling elite, okay, this is gonna sound far fetched. So brace yourselves. Get your hats on this is a conspiracy but some people believe that there are aliens that have made contact with with the ruling elite and they're just waiting they're just waiting for the right time to pull the trigger and rule the people okay?
0: I'm creep- I'm creeped out man I, f- I felt well, that you when know, you said maybe it
1: they have been ruling the people because there's been some previous leaders that just could not be human.
2: Mm. Well, you've seen, yeah. Okay, <laughs> you've seen though that uh, there's also some conspiracies that some of
0: these people are not human; that they are lizard reptilian, people? yeah, mm. reptilian. Yeah, that's a huge. People. That's a common conspiracy, especially with the Denver airport. So there yeah. might be a colony under there.
2: Well, and you know, in the baggage claim area, I don't know if you were going to get to this or not, Brandon, but. In the baggage claim area, there are some. Um, are they gargoyles? Gargoyles. Or yep. yep. Yeah. Guarding the and kind of screwing around with the baggage, right? Yes. So that's part of the artwork. Exactly. Who knows if it's part of the conspiracy somehow, but it so is that's, part of the artwork.
0: Recently, they've uh, they've created a talking interactive gargoyle to to kind of play off of that conspiracy. So again, this oh, is another really? okay. another example of the Denver airport kind of playing along here and, and having fun with the conspiracies, but maybe it's a mm-hmm. deflection. Maybe they're just saying, hey, look, we think it's funny too. Ha ha ha. And that might get us mm-hmm. to to like, okay, maybe there's nothing to this. It's funny though. Look it up on YouTube. The the talking gargoyle at the Denver International Airport. It's hilarious. It's really funny. The Denver
1: that? Airport's totally picked up on the fact that everybody's talking about these conspiracy theories. And they've right. created a- brilliant marketing campaign um, it really just kind of pokes fun at the conspiracies and stuff. And I mean, that's one way to be like, Hey, <laughs> look, we're totally admitting this stuff, you know, look elsewhere. But my, I think my favorite ad they did probably poorly timed, um, but it's a big picture of Lucifer with his, you know, red eyes, like piercing through. And it says, are we creating the world's greatest airport? Or preparing for the end of the world. Nice. And it was launched like, right at the time of coronavirus starting. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so go to yep. denfiles.com and you can learn more about it.
0: Now, Matt, you mentioned before on that capstone the date, the dedication date. Was there a significance behind that date?
2: Yeah. So if you add up those numbers, uh, the, the date is March 19th, 1994.
0: Okay. Yeah. Matt, Robert, let's talk about the math behind the dedication date of March 19th, 1994. What you got for us?
1: Yeah. So if you take the 19th and the 1994 and you add up the individual numbers, so one plus nine plus one plus nine plus nine plus, nine plus four, that is 33.
0: So you leave out March and you get 33. Mm-hmm. Uh, or why is it significant, Matt? 33 degrees is the highest that you can get and achieve in masonry. We got our hats on for a reason here. 33rd people. degree mason. Yep. And they their symbol is right there above the dedication date, as you can see.
2: And if you if you all. pay attention to Masonic uh, architecture, those dates are always, always important. There's always significance behind the dates. Um, and location of architecture for Mason uh,
0: Masonic reasons well this was fun what a fun topic slash I'm kind of scared for my life and (laughs) I think they're going to come for us so we'll see if they even allow this thing to post on YouTube and uh, we'll see what kind of a reaction we get from the people we'd love to hear from you if you have any other conspiracy theories especially regarding the Denver airport we'd love to hear about it Uh, It's a super popular airport. Like I said, 70 to 80 million people go through that place every single year, including us uh, at one point. And maybe you have to. Maybe there's something that you noticed that, that didn't quite seem right. I'll leave you with this thought. Macaulay Culkin of Home Alone fame called this place the scariest place that he's ever been. So that if, if that, after if that all doesn't,
1: the robbers came to his house.
0: This man has experience with airports, robbers, conspiracies. He knows what he's talking and about. And I think I think he's been a guest at the Michael Jackson Ranch too. So Ooh. he lived there for think a about that. Yeah. Okay. Think about that one. Oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm the just long saying long one He might know.
1: Two, Michael Jackson's ranch. And above all of that is the Denver Airport.
0: He called the Denver airport the scariest place he'd ever been. I don't know he'd wow, ever been to on Earth. So, yeah, let's say this, If that doesn't tell you what we're dealing with here, I don't know what does.
1: Well, today on the Illuminati podcast, we explore some true conspiracy theories. We made some tinfoil hats, and we talked about the Denver airport. So, take a look at some of the things we talked about today, as far as you know the the Mustang Lucifer. Um, the murals and the artwork throughout the building and is this or is this not the illuminati's headquarters um, tell us what you think in the comments like subscribe tell your friends if you have another conspiracy theory you'd like us to investigate let us know we're happy to hear it but for today thank you for listening to the illuminati podcast
0: bye if I, we make it if they don't come yeah. get us
2: Tom Cruise. You miss. <laughs> that's not obscure. It's about it's the most practice. obscure that you can get. <laughs> it's totally obscure. Yeah, man, it's totes obscure. NORAD. Let's look at it. North American Aerospace Defense Command. AKA so Norad. the
1: Santa Tractor
2: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> But you want it's to a, talk
1: about conspiracies. It's
2: That's a, a big part of what they do. Knowing that about how I
1: govern my people, you know, why would my government not lie to me? And is it a
2: Mustang or is it a, a Mustang?
1: It's a Mustang. Oh. Not a Mustang. <laughs> and it's not a car made by Ford, it's an actual horse. Oh,
0: okay. okay. Well, I already screwed it up. Uh, you're fired. <laughs> And we just you had one job, right Brandon. It. I had one, one job. job. <laughs> I really should script this out.